Yo, yo, what's good, good people? What's good? What's going on? Hope all is well as always. This is your boy, Jeff Samore, aka one half of the men's podcast where we motivate, empower, and nurture for all those who care to listen. But I got a question What is leadership? Let's break it down. According to dictionary.com, leadership is the ability to lead a person who guides or directs a group. Sounds pretty simple, but I think we need to break this down a little bit more. But I can't do it without my co-host, C.Will.Holler, a.k.a. the professional conversationalist, a.k.a. the hardest working man in podcasts, my big bro. So do me a favor, make sure that you tune in, make sure you listen as we have a really in-depth conversation regarding what leadership is and what entitles who is a leader. I promise you won't be disappointed. one more time yeah, let's do it let's do it man how's your week listen man it's been a week it's been a week but uh you know like miss Seela said on a color purple by god i'm here there you go <laughs> <laughs> she said i might be black and i might be ugly <laughs> but dear god i'm here i'm here that's what matters that's what's important as long as that you're here no matter what you hear. That's, that's what they say, man. They say you get knocked down seven, you get up eight. There you go. That's a fact. That is a fact, man. Well, How I'm, you been doing? I'm good. Good, good, good. Busy week as well. Okay. But I'm good. I'm here. Just just like you, I'm here. I'm here. No complaints. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and quickly check in and let the people know who we are and why we are here. It's your boy, C. Will Holler, a.k.a. The Father. A.K.A. the professional conversationalist, A.K.A. the hardest working man in podcasting. You are now tuning in to The Men's Show, the show that's here to motivate, empower, and nurture you. And I'm always pleased to introduce my co-host, my co-captain, my partner, the other piece of that iron, when they say iron sharpens iron, none other than my brother from another mother, Mr. Jeff, A.K.A. I am King Zamora. What up, what up, what up? What's good, what's good? I'm here, I'm here. Ready to tackle the subject, let's go. Let's do it, man, because when I was thinking about what we should talk about for this particular episode, 
because sometimes I know exactly what I want to talk about and sometimes mm-hmm. I struggle. Mm-hmm. And just the whole concept of leadership, right? Because you and I have had these conversations. Most definitely. And, you know, definitely around podcasting and even just like in our own lives and how we're showing up. Yeah. Like just even in my personal life, I hear that a lot, right? Like people telling me um, I'm a, I'm a natural born leader. You kind of led to that a little bit. And last week's episode, when you said mm-hmm. that people had prophesied over your life about how you're going to lead people to certain things, even as a man, as a father, as a husband, mm-hmm. you know, um, when you hear that word leadership, what do you what do you think about? When I hear leadership, I, for me, when I think about that word, I just mm-hmm. think about leading. I think of a movement. That's what okay. I think of. I think of a movement. And what I mean by a movement is even amongst your family, like, you know, like I'm a husband. And so I'm looked at as the head of the household. Right. But I'm leading the movement of the Zamora family, the Zamora legacy. So I'm thinking of a movement, even if it's with um, my friends mm-hmm. and they look at me as someone as like they could look for guidance, kind of like a leader. I'm thinking of a movement, you know, moving the people moving the people that's around me, moving the people that um, I associate with. So when I think of leadership or when I think of an effective leader, they're sparking um, some form of movement to achieve a goal. Got it. A, a movement to achieve a goal. Yeah. Okay. So do you have a quick story to share about leadership? Or, you know, your thought about that or how, you know, give an example of of just that experience? Yeah, most definitely. I could give an example. When, so I used to, from a career perspective, so I used to travel. I, used to, I was a, a consultant mm-hmm. and I used to travel um, all across the U.S. And what we used to do is we used to basically help hospitals implement a new software, right, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the me- medical record, medical record record system right the emr system basically right because you know we're in the 21st century technology takes over everything and i was a consultant and actually ended up moving up to a site manager position so mm-hmm. i had to lead and i had to manage anywhere between 10 to 120 consultants um at, at, at a given time depending on the project depending on the location depending on the demand mm-hmm. and this was like my first leadership role from a career perspective. You know, I've led in other different avenues as far as like with school, um, you know, just different things. But as far as like career wise, that was the first one. And so I remember I was in a project and I was in a project in Indiana and we were like in the outskirts of Indiana, maybe about like two hours from Minneapolis. Right. And this was a very rural location this is one of those locations one of those towns Mm -hmm. i'm not going to shout them out um (laughs) but it's one of those towns where you know if you know you had a permanent suntan quote unquote you're going to be looked at very skeptical you're going to get eyes you're going to get the looks you're going to get all of that right basically if you're black or brown you you look foreign to them and most of our consultants they were actually bottom of black and a quarter of them were actually um, Nigerian 
at that. So they didn't have like your traditional, let's say, Brian Williams or yeah, you know, um, you know, Marcus Jackson. They didn't have like quote unquote American names. You know, you have like the Femi's, you know, and and and, and so forth. I'm not gonna try to butcher any of their names. So I'm not gonna do that to them. But anyways, to kind of make a long story shorter, um, what happened is is that one of our consultants was basically being treated by not the client itself, but the staff member at the hospital, they were being treated very unfairly because they covered their skin, right? You, you just knew it was, it was like because they were black. There was just a lot of racism that was just going on, you know, within that. And I got called up into that department because the one of our consultants was actually calling me to notify me this. It wasn't the consultant who was being harassed. It wasn't the consultant who was being discriminated against. Um, it wasn't the consultant who was actually experiencing that racism. It was another consultant who was a who's a white woman, and she was like, "I've never seen racism before, mm. um, and but this is very shocking to me, right?" It made her feel uncomfortable. Let's just put wow. it that way. Wow, that's how bad it was. I, you listen to me, that, that man. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was it was it was it was bad. So I went up there, and I spoke with you know my contractor, asking like what was going on, and he actually had a history of actually getting into. Um, with staff members because I've worked with them prior before in other projects. And but this time around, he actually he was in his best behavior, right? He was professional, mm-hmm. he was kind, he wasn't being aggressive, he wasn't talk- like he, he was doing his job, he was providing customer service. That's one thing I used to tell my staff no matter what industry that you're in, you always want to provide customer service to the client or whoever that you're serving, servicing, right? We're in the industry of that. When you're dealing with people, you want to provide customer service, excellent customer service to them. And he was doing that, and he knew the circumstances and the situation, so he was really making sure that he was, like, not overstepping certain boundaries. He was stepping on toes. Like stepping on toes. He was just making sure that, hey, if I do something wrong, especially because I'm Nigerian, especially because I'm Black, if the client complains enough, I can get kicked out this project. Which right. means I'm not going to get paid. I'm not going to make any money. Yada, yada, yada. He understood the consequences. He understood the consequences, right? So he's explained to him what's going on and I spoke with my other consultant and I asked her, the one who actually called me, and I asked her like, okay, this is what he told me. Now tell me what's going on too, because I'm trying to get that side of the story as well. And she told me again, like, Jeff, this is what happened. And she explained what was going on. They refused to work with them. Um, they were being very distant to him. They were saying, you know, just really insensitive things um, towards him. She didn't want to really elaborate on it, but she was like, this was clearly because he, the color of his skin, because he's more knowledgeable than me. Um, and they will always call me. And it's only because I'm a white woman. So I said, okay, and this wasn't the first time. This was, this was going on all throughout that particular hospital, right? I had another consultant tell me that one of the radiologists that they were working with side by side to help train on how to use a system, they told us like, I want to work with somebody who has an American name. So that's the type of level of ignorance that was going on. (laughs) So now I'm the site manager, I'm running this project. So I'm faced with this very difficult situation because I never dealt with situations like this in this magnitude. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to set up a meeting with the project manager at the hospital, I said to me with the project manager, and I was like, I'm gonna stand up for my guys. I don't, it doesn't matter what's going to happen. 
to me, at the end of the day, is like, you know, ignorance is ignorance, racism is racism, and discrimination is discrimination, and we can't tolerate this, because my people were literally saying, like, we're going to walk out and leave and book the next flight to go back home, right? Because a lot of them came from different parts of the U.S., and I said, we're not going to, I was like, I'm going to take care of this. So what I did was I stepped up in my leadership role, and I explained to my project what was going on and what how it was affecting my coworkers, my staff, my team. And we're here to provide a service. Um, and the service that we're here to provide is to make sure that you guys are up and running as far as with this software by the time that we leave, right? So we have a goal and this is the goal that we want to achieve, but we can't achieve this goal under these type of circumstances, under these type of conditions. Um, and if this is something that is not going to change or, or, or be um, addressed, then we're going to have to, like, I'm going to have to contact my superior and then we're going to have to look for other alternatives. Yeah, we're going to make, we're going to make it a thing. We're going to make it a thing. And they adjusted. They, they, they talked to your staff. They did what they were supposed to do. Um, so that's, and from that point, my team, they looked at me and was like, okay, you know what? We trust Jeff even more. Not saying they didn't trust him before, but they looked at me as like, he is, he's an effective leader because he easily could have said, don't worry about it. He got our back. He, you know what I'm saying? It's exactly. He has our back. No matter what the circumstances is, because to me, I, I always believe in right is right, wrong is wrong. And you know, Chris, you know, you work in corporate America, you know, you got to play a lot of politics. Right. You gotta, of course. Yeah. You know, you got to. It's a game. It's, it's, it's a game. It's a it game. really, really is a game. And at that particular moment, I was like, okay, we're not doing politics in this situation. You know, this is something that needs to be addressed because too many people is being affected by it. And there was a lot of money on the table because this is a, a project that the company I was working for was going to make a, a lot of money. Let's just put it that way. And if it would have went the wrong way, we would have lost any future contract with that company. But to me, I was for me personally, I felt I was willing to take that chance. Obviously, again, I made sure I went to my superior first, explained the situation. I went to my director, um, but I make sure it's like, hey, I think this is the best choice. And she said, you know what, Jeff, you do what you feel is going to be best. I trust you in this position. This is why you are the site manager who's running this project. And that's what I did. And, you know, it, it ended up being a success and we were able to overcome at least for that, the, the, the remainder of the time that we were there, the ignorance and the racism that my team was experiencing. Listen, man, I, I knew I picked the right man for the job. <laughs> Thank you uh, for sharing that story. And again, I want you to ask me questions too, man. I don't want this to be, this is not an interview, right? This is a dialogue between two brothers because again, my concept that I have in mind for the the show for the output is iron sharpening iron. So feel free to ask me anything. I actually wanted to create a segment where I was just going to say, you know, ask me anything, which, you know, we can do that later, but no, one thing that you said, man, that I really want to touch on, right? Because I'm reading a book currently about leadership. Mm -hmm. The title of the book is called dare to lead It's by Brene Brown. And what she talks about in the second chapter of the book, that you just said and you knocked it right out of the park, right? She talks about trust. Yeah. The two main components that she talks about in leadership, I think a lot of people overlook those components when we talk about leadership in the broad spec in the broad spectrum of what we think or the ideal of leadership. 
Most definitely. Those two components are trust and vulnerability. Yeah. Right? Because normally when people are talking about leadership, they talk about hollering out orders and directions and, and just and giving people, you know, commands. Mm-hmm. And Very I'm true. in charge. You know, yep. it's, it's kind of this egocentric, self-centered philosophy and mindset and mentality of what people think about when they think about leadership. Mm-hmm. And what I usually think about when it comes to leadership, I actually think the leader is the is the is the biggest servant. Yes. So to me, in that in that in that arena, we'll call it like that, in that arena, in that moment, you laid it on the line because you was willing to put your skin in the game. You was willing to put yourself in, in the crossfire and and lay it on the line. Now you got to do that with strategy. This is why. Because when you, you you make a great point, Jeff, because I've had this conversations with so many folks mm-hmm. um, in my years in corporate America, even as an employee and even as a, as a leader, as a manager um, of a person, you know, of, of many people. I've, I've managed people from as less two to, two to a team to where I had 25 people on one team. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have an idea of what they think leadership is about. And I, I will tell you, on one hand, being a leader can be and usually is one of the most thankless jobs in the world. So true. Especially if you're a good leader. Yeah. Because things are so seamless. They operate so well that people don't even think you're doing anything. That's true. It, 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 it's, it's so true. It's so true. You have to trust. When you're, to me, when you're an effective leader, your team is going to trust you. Right. And you're going to trust them. So you're going to trust them to the point. I mean, obviously, you're going to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But you don't have to micromanage them if you're leading them correctly. You could trust trust in the fact of the matter that whatever that you're leading for, whether if it's career wise, um, you know, business, you, you know, you start your own business and you have your team, you have your partners, whatever it is, you're able to give direction um, effectively. And people are able to do what they're supposed to do. There's no egos um, attached to it. There, there, there's just no pride. I, I always believe in leading with grace. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I look at it. Like, if you're going to lead, 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 lead with grace. Lead with, I'm going to use the word again, customer service. You know, I, I love how you mentioned that, like, you're serving people. And when yeah. I think of serving people, I'm thinking of customer service. So I would tell my team, like, we provide a service, right? No matter what industry they were in. So make sure when you're serving the client, you're giving the extra customer service. But even me as your site manager, I got to make sure that I'm giving you effective customer service. Like I can't be yelling and shouting and, 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 and going off on you um, or not giving you direction on what needs to be done. That's poor customer service. I'm not being an effective leader. So I need to make sure that I'm also providing a level of service to you to make sure that you are providing you know, or be able to do your jobs effectively um, and that, that you've been hired to do. So I, it, it, it is one of those things where I've seen in my career and I've worked when we had like a, several different site managers and I've seen everybody had kind of like their own style. And But I will say this is that you can tell who had a team that was willing to go to war with them and who had a team where they were like, Listen, if he has to go to war, he's on his own. He's going to be on the battlefield by himself. Matter of fact, they'll normally set you up if they don't like you. That's a fact. They'll normally set you up. Like, people don't understand. Corporate America is a game, and usually it's a dirty game. 
But I tell folks, it's fun if you know what you're doing. If you know how to play. See, a lot of folks don't like playing games when they don't have no strategy to win. When they don't have no winning strategy or no motivation or strategy, sure, you're going to think it's, a, it's you just don't want to be there. You don't want to be a part of it. And, you know, I hear people say that all the time. Well, I, I don't want to play no games. Life is a game. Mm-hmm. Life itself is a game. And if you're going to play, you got to play to win. See, and, and, and again, the reason why I wanted to talk about leadership tonight, Jeff, because I hear so many young men, you know, talk about leadership. But in the way I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, who taught you how to be a leader? Mm. And that's another question I'm going to ask you, right? Like, do you think leadership is innate or do you think you have to learn that? You know what I mean? Are you born, because you hear the term, a natural born leader, or do you think folks have to develop that skill? You have to acquire and develop that skill. I think it depends on the person, in my opinion. I think some people are natural born leaders, like that quote that we've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just in their DNA. They just naturally got it. They know how to, they know how to lead. You Because you, I, I've seen kids eight, nine years old, and they're able to lead a, a group of their friends to mm-hmm. whatever it is. You know, they, they have that natural instinct. But I do believe it's somebody who maybe wasn't taught it. If they have the right discipline, um, they're under the right um, mentorship. I feel like you could build and mold them up to be an effective leader. So I think it really depends on the person. Okay. Because, I yes, I would agree with that. And I think most behaviors are predicated on both, you know, the, the, again, nature versus nurture. I think it's both, right? I yeah. think there are natural gifts talents and abilities that a person is born with that have to be honed over time right you know that like like when you see these things um like when you identify those qualities because again usually that's how it showed up for me most people would pick me out of a crowd or 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 a situation and this happened in corporate america a couple times Mm -hmm. um the, the main one time that i know it happened for me uh we went into work one day and we had just found out that our boss was let go Mm. like we just went to work and matter of fact at the time my boss's name was Jeff too so we come in and I was like where's Jeff where's Jeff and you know then we got pulled into this room and you know the guy who I'd never seen before in my life was like yeah so uh yeah Jeff won't be your manager no more you know da 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 we had to transition and we'll be moving and look looking for his replacement and and you know gave us his name and told us what he was about and I could see that my team was getting rattled so to that point, right, in my mind, I said, I got to say something because we can't lose this moment. Yeah. So I just raised my hand and I thanked the man for letting us know. And then I spoke to the team. I said, all right, guys, well, we know what's up. We, we, we got this. We can hold it down until, you know, whatever, whatever. And then the dude just looked at me. He said, OK, well, we appreciate that. And then kept it moving. And then after the meeting, he said, hey, you hang back for a set and he just sat down and talked to me and was like yeah mm-hmm. so what you know what do you do and da 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 and you know like what's your position on the team and i'm like well at the time we were kind of positionless we were all just kind of order takers at that time yeah you know working in a fulfillment role and he's like okay he's like well you know once we get the new manager in um come and see me hmm and not too long after that, man, I got my first promotion with that job. Wow. Because he said that. He said, and I quote, he said that that, that took guts and you showed leadership today. Yeah. 
Taking the initiative. Taking the initiative. So another another word, and I want to call out another word that you just dropped. And you you dropping these gems, you don't even know it. So you talked about trust. But another word that has to go into leadership that folks often overlook is courage. Yeah. It's courage. Yeah. I know for me, you just said, I'm not going to go to war for, with, with a coward. No. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. And, and, and you know what? And I've done it before, and you end up getting shot in the face. That's a fact. Not by the enemy, but by that coward. By that coward. By that coward. That's a fact. So I, I, I agree with you um, in terms of you said, you know, the other words that you said. I'm going to ask you do, you, do you think you know what I'm going to say? But you dropped it. It's a great word. Because we talked about courage. We talked about vulnerability. Okay. We talked about trust. Mm-hmm. It's another word you just threw out there. Because to me, these things are the these are the ingredients of what leadership is. Well, I'm trying to think what's the other word that I use. You just you, I know you weren't thinking. You just threw it out there. I'm because we, we, we want to respect the time. I'm gonna keep it moving. Discipline. Yes. Discipline. You use that word. Your word, not mine. <laughs> Yeah. But it's such a phenomenal word because a leader has to be disciplined. Has to. Because you can't lead off emotion. You got to lead with logic and, and, and patience and, and be precise of, as far as how you're leading. You know, I, I, I never agree with doing anything based off. And, and we're human beings, so it can't happen. But I never really agree with making decisions off an, an emotional decision. Because I feel like you're not thinking logically about it. So I always believe and I always use your courage. So I think logically. So if you're going to lead, you want to, you have to discipline yourself. In order to discipline yourself, you got to make sure that am I leading from, from an emotional direction or am I leading from a logical um, direction? Because like that can really determine the course of leadership and the direction that you're sending your team to and how you're guiding your team or whoever that you're leading. Um, um, over it. It's a statement that I use in that same frame, in that same mindset that you just said. And the statement that I use is I always lead in love so I can leave in love. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and what I mean when I say that is I let my emotions inform me. They don't, they don't decide for me. My, my emotions don't make decisions for me. Yeah. My emotions don't make responses for me. They don't, they don't, because if you, if you, if you respond emotionally, that's not a response, that's a reaction. Correct. Meaning you really didn't think about what you were about to do. Not to say that I haven't had emotional reactions. Absolutely. To your point, I'm a human being. Mm -hmm. But as a, as a leader, and this is where emotional intelligence comes in, because this is definitely what I want to talk about tonight. Right. Because I think a lot of those things. Right. Again, we, we get this thing. Right. And, and, you know, you and I grew up in the 80s. So we had all these cartoons informing us about the you had Lionel, you had mm-hmm. He-Man, you had G.I. Joe, you had Luke, uh, uh, Luke and Flint from I mean, yeah, Duke and Flint from G.I. Joe. Yep. You had Brave Star. You had all of these examples of these courageous men and leaders and and. But there was another thing that those guys usually had, too. They usually had compassion. They usually had empathy. They did. They led with grace. They led with grace. They led with grace. They, they were courageous. They were tough. Um, they were direct, but they also had grace. They were nurturing. 
They knew it, how to nurture their 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 their, their team. One thousand percent, one thousand percent, and that that led me to because another thing that I want to kind of do with the podcast is I, like because the podcast right a part of the name is comprised of an acronym: Men Motivate, Empower, Nurture, M E N. So I took this week's acronym. So the acronym of the week for this podcast is LEAD, L-E-A-D. So for L, listen, learn, E, empathize, empower, A, for accept and adapt. And for D, I put direct and drive. Right? So Because that's what I'm looking for. I love that. If I'm going to be in a leadership position, I need to learn, right? I got to, I got to learn, meaning I got to be open. Yes. I can't, I can't know it all. See, at my Mm -hmm. company, that's what we say. We want to be a learn it all culture, not a know it all culture. Mm. Right. So we don't want to know it all. We want to learn it all though. Yep. I love that. And, and to be able to learn, you got to listen. Yeah. So I got to listen. I got to be open to it. I got to, I got to hear the feedback. I can't remember who said it, man. Somebody said, if you're, if you're the smartest person in the room and you're in the wrong room, I've said that before. If I'm the smartest person in the room, so there I need you to go. Find, I need That's, to find another room. Yeah, I've said that, that before. They, I know I heard it from, from somebody, <laughs> somebody with wisdom. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> if you're the smartest person in the room, probably time to find another room. Yeah, one thousand percent. But I always look at it like this, like, and I think I even said this last week. Like, even Superman has super friends. Yeah, That's right. Fact. So you you got to be in a position, and to me, there's no easier way than to get people on your side and to open yourself to allow them to teach you something. Yeah. You humble yourself in that way. You do. You humble yourself in that way. You gain trust. 1,000%. There's that T word again. So for the E, empathize and empower. To me, those two things go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Those two things, because I see so many relationships, and I've been in one, where there wasn't room for empathy. And if there's no room for empathy, there, there can be no room for compassion. So true. There can be no room for compassion. And if I can't empathize and share compassion with you, how am I going to empower you? And to me, that's a critical role for a leader, right? It is. Right. Because if I'm empowering you, you said that I want to give you the ability to go do this on your own. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be an effective leader. And I used to tell my employees that, listen, if I got to come down here and do this job, I don't. what do I need you for? Yeah. We're not in here. I then I told the dude, I said, man, we, listen, we are not here. I know this company ain't a business is just giving me a blank check. So I know they ain't going to give you a blank check. <laughs> That's a fact. So if I got to keep coming out here to do the job, then, and I told him that to his face. I said, if I got to keep coming out here to do this job for you, bro, we're going to be having another conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, so I need you to take notes. I need you to actively engage in the information that I'm saying to you. That's probably another good word for the E. Engage, right? Engage. Empathize, empower, engage. Yes. Um, and, and for A, accept, right? This is where a lot of people get hung up on, man. See, a lot of people live in the reality of what they want things to be. Mm-hmm. Not what they are. Mm-hmm. And that's at work. That's in relationships. Yep. Like, I want him to be this way. I want her to do this thing. Mm-hmm. But if, if that's not who he is and if that's not what she does, what are we talking about? Yeah. And I always say, right, the root cause to all frustration 
is unfulfilled expectation. So true. That's the root cause to any frustration you're going to have is an unfulfilled expectation, meaning mm-hmm. that was my expectation. I didn't get it. That's going to be the level of frustration that you have. And you said a key word that's was your expectation. One thousand percent. Your expectation. One thousand percent. But that's why I said accept and then adapt. Mm-hmm. Because now I once I focus on what it is, then I can start to tweak and twist and turn and make this thing and what I need it to be. And that's adaptability. And, 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 you know, I don't even know if you ever noticed this, but I, I heard this working out in L.A. Fitness one day. Mm-hmm. And this was years ago. And, you know, the little thing was talking about going in for your training or whatever. And then it was like, yeah, once you come in and you get your numbers, what can be measured can be improved. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people tell you that I want to get in shape. OK, well, how much do you weigh? Oh, I can't tell you that. Well, do you know? See, you can't even know what kind of shape you in if you don't know the numbers. There you go. So when you go to the doctor, get your annual and all that, you got to get your numbers, right? That's a fact. When you get on the scale, you got to know your numbers. When you get under that weight, you got to know your numbers. And listen, don't get under 185 if you can't do 135. There Easy. You go. That's a fact. You hurt yourself. Easy. That's why I say mathematics, God's language, because the numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and neither does gravity. There you go. And for that last one, D, for direct, right? I said direct, and then I said to drive. Mm-hmm. Right, because here's another thing that folks get hung up on. I love those two right there. Direct drive. Man, listen, they're synonymous, but they're not the same. They're not the same. Very true. Right, so, and I liken it like this. See, a lot of people, and this is is the danger. This is a danger, because I've seen this within my own life. The danger that comes from mean culture and social media. Right. There's a lot of motivation on these things. Mm-hmm. You get these little daily scriptures and spirituals and quotables and inspirational moments and it motivates you. But what does it drive you to do? What does it drive you to do? Right. It's one thing to be motivated. That's cool. But is it going to drive you to action? Yeah. And that's why I put that word in there, because I can tell you what to do. But am I driving you to do it? I can I can inspire anybody with with a good quip and quote and a rhyme or whatever. Mm-hmm. But are you really going to go out here and take action? And that's to me is what a true leader should do. A true lead, a true leader should inspire someone mm-hmm. or drive that person to action. You know what I think of? But when you say that, the first one that came on my was um, Dr. King. That's what I, he did. I, I, I just knew I just knew you were gonna say Obama, but clearly, clearly Dr. King, Dr. Malcolm King. X too. Malcolm X too, definitely brother Malcolm X, no question, and Obama too. Obama too, because he he, he 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 knew how to look how he won the first election. Like he was able to inspire by giving direction and 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 drive. And then he, it, it was, what was the slogan that he was using throughout his first election? It was, um, I want to say it was hope. Hope. That's what it was. That was, that's what it was. He, he, he was, he was going off with hope, but he used that direction and drive and he gave people, which gave people hope, equal to hope. So people felt inspired. So they felt that, Hey, we can make a change. You know, after the, the last eight years that we have with the previous president, you know, that they were, not satisfied with um 
he's given us hope. And you know, during that time, we had the 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 the, the, the housing market had crashed. Mm-hmm. And we, went, we was going to went to a recession. He gave hope, but he gave hope by what being an effective leader by, you know, telling his base or telling the American people rather um, that there's hope by direction and by drive. So that was like that to me. That was like a, another clear example um, outside of Dr. King and Malcolm X as far as a leader especially when I hear those words, direction and drive. 1,000%. I think, again, when, and I know you probably have examples as I, as I have many examples coming from, you know, playing sports in my life, a lot of coaches, mm-hmm. right? Like they, a coach gives you, because again, a lot of people think these words all mean the same thing. And I had to learn the differences between a leader, a coach, a mentor, and a manager. Yes. There are a lot of parallels within those four components, but they're all, four different roles and titles and capacities. Mm-hmm, correct. Right. Now, I think the leader to me is the one that kind of encapsulates all those different components, right? Because all coaches are usually leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say even for a manager, right? But not all managers are leaders. Very true. Most leaders are managers, but not all managers are leaders. Very true. Because you could be a manager of a process and not necessarily people. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're a coach, you're coaching people. Yeah. But truth to that form, you may not be a leader because you may not have a team. You may, to your point, you just be like a coach for like a, um, implementing this new thing. So I'm just here to show you this one component. So, I mean, but uh, again, I, I, you, I talk loosely around that. But I, because, again, I think people think they have an idea of what leadership is and there's a cry right because i want to talk about this too there's a cry within our community for more leaders yeah you know what i'm one of the things that i struggle with and i would love to hear your take on this we talked last week about music but i would love to hear your take on this one of the things that i wish we would get away from in the black community honestly i wish we would get away from touting celebrities as leaders man I was having the same conversation with um, with Fred and Anthony. We were actually talking about this very subject. I think it was maybe like last week. We were having this um, shout out to Fred and Anthony, you know, Top Show podcast. We were having the same conversation because, and it got brought up because of Kanye, mm. and that's what sparked the whole conversation. Keep t- can t- continue. I would love to hear more. Oh yeah, definitely. So. Um, so you know with, with with Kanye, Kanye looks at himself as as a leader. Like he he has his his ego is bigger than life, right? And he has obviously he has a strong strong fan base, rightfully so. Kanye makes excellent music. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a phenomenal artist. Um, you know he 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 he's a genius. He he is. He he has genius level talent as as an artist and. He's a multi-billionaire. Um, he has a great deal with, with Adidas, and he has all these other business ventures. But the conversation that we were having is like, this is when you see Kanye kind of making these um, outcries. You know, he's going to his public divorce with Kim, and then he's with um, whatever the young lady's name, I think Julia Fox, I think her name is, and, and, and so forth. And, you know, he's very outspoken. He started a sports agency, Donda Sports. He signed AB to that sports agency, and so we was having this conversation regarding like um, how us as black people, we look at celebrities as like 
leaders or as goals as what a leader should be, right? And then sometimes, like, these these celebrities, quote-unquote, they're living these double lives where they're not really effective leaders, but we're looking because of their status. 1,000%. We're looking at because of the level of success that they have or, or, or the, 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 the finances that they have, the wealth, the fame. It's like, hey, I want to obtain that. That's the type of person I want to be. And me being that type of person, I could basically be able to, like, lead these people or, or have these people and and but the problem is and it's gonna and, and where we had the conversation regarding Kanye he was like it seems like Kanye has a lot of yes men he doesn't have I was about to say he's not a leader I would I, I, I would easily say Kanye is not a leader Kanye has fans and he has workers he, he, de- he definitely does right he has fans and he has employees Kanye is not a leader and I'm gonna tell you why I say that Right. Mm-hmm. And you can say this with any celebrity. I even go back to a famous quote that Malcolm X said. He said, why is it with us? We look to our celebrities to lead us. Like when you look at, you know, civil rights movements and change and stuff like that. Clearly, celebrities have a role to play. They clearly do. Mm-hmm. Right. They have platforms. They have public, uh, you know, public personas and names, a lot of cachet. They have a lot to offer, but it doesn't make them a leader. Correct. They definitely it, it, it does, and, and you make a super valid point about the double lives that most of these people lead. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you right now. I was a Kanye fan when Kanye married Kim Kardashian. I said, "I'm out. <laughs> I'm out." You wasn't you, you wasn't with it. I I wasn't with it. I'm gonna tell you why. I wasn't crazy about it either because I was never a Kardashian listen, fan. Listen, mm-hmm. I was a Kanye fan, but when he did that. And it only takes, listen, because I always look at the character motivation behind something. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the motivation behind you marrying Kim Kardashian? I mean, and you want to talk about it in your music. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how, how you thinking about dreaming and smashing in a Kim Kardashian and all of this stuff like that. So I'm with the lyrics and all of that. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm a grown man, you know. Your, your music ain't gonna motivate me to do nothing but go work out. Mm-hmm. Facts. But it's certain things that these celebrities do, certain moves that they make, and nine times out of ten, specifically when you're talking about a creative genius, mm-hmm. the majority of their moves are gonna be emotional. Very much so. The and majority, it- and then Kanye is the example of that, right? Like he's the first person to me. That comes in comes to my mind if I'm thinking about uh, someone who's like just overly sensitive. He's gonna give. A, he's always gonna give an, an emotional response. Exactly. Always, always. He's he's never logical. It's always emotional. And if you disagree with him, it's like, okay. Now you his enemy. And this is why he. That's why he has nothing but yes men around him. For what, one, for what it seems like. One thousand percent. He can't be held accountable. He just want to be held accountable. And that's the that's the issue, and that's not a leader, because a leader is going to hold themselves accountable. They're willing to take criticism. They're willing to take critique. And we talked about this in our last episode about you know critiquing uh, critiquing somebody doesn't mean that you, they're not good at what they're doing. It's exactly. That this is room for improvement. There's ways you can better this. Iron sharpen iron, like you said. Kanye's not in the business of of sharpening somebody else's iron. He only wants his iron to be sharpened, and then that's it. Yeah, one thousand percent. And I mean, even with that, like his emotional reaction to his very public life, 
Um, and then to your point about people criticizing him, it, it and it's like you put yourself in this public arena, mm-hmm. and then you get mad when the crowd either cheers or jeers. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways, and that's that's to me that's what I'm like. That those are telltale signs that you're not a good leader. I'm gonna tell you another telltale sign, and you definitely gonna pick up what I'm putting down here. Another telltale sign of a leader or a good leader. What other leaders have you produced? Yo, I was just thinking that, and that was actually my next response. That literally was my next response. Like, I don't think Kanye has produced any other leaders. Exactly. I mean, I, you know what? What's a great example of this? To me. In my mind, I always look at NFL coaches, right? Mm-hmm. So I can say Bill Walsh, I can say Bill Belichick, yeah. and maybe even Bill Parcells, mm-hmm. right? I would say those three men alone, I can think of those men coaching and they produce other coaches that went on to win Super Bowls. Yeah, Bill Walsh, when he coached the San Francisco 49ers, Parcells, wherever he was <laughs> throughout his career mm-hmm. and definitely Bill Belichick. They passed the torch. I- exactly. Like one, uh, the coach in, uh, of the bills, I think he was the first one who beat Parcells, the first former Paul Parcells coach to beat Parcells in head to head competition. I think I could be wrong mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Let me say it like that. When the bills beat the Patriots. Yeah. But think about that. And Bill Parcells is arguably, not Parcells, excuse me, Bill Belichick arguably is now the greatest NFL head coach of all time because of all his Super Bowl wins. He's like the Phil Jackson of the NFL. He Clearly. I mean, because he was holding it down for 20-something years. Yeah. Obviously, he had Tom Brady, but to run an NFL team, that's a machine. It is. You, you got 50-some-odd players on the team, 11 on each side, 11 for defense, 11 for offense. I mean, as great as Tom Brady is, and it's nothing taken and away special from him. Teams. You well, got to know how to coach. You got to know well, how to coach that talent. Listen, because he had a rookie running the show this week, and they made it to the playoffs. Yeah. They didn't think they was going to make it this year. They made it pretty deep. Exactly. So, I mean, clearly, you know, there's something there. Yeah. And I was listening to, because I like to listen to varying opinions, right? And so you got the... um you got the the Brian Flores thing going on down in Miami, right, with the NFL. Yeah. And this head coach suing, the, for those who don't know, head coach suing the NFL for discriminatory practices and, and behavior. And I was listening to, um, oh, man, what's the dude's name? Oh, man, I, I can see his face, but I can't think of his name. He used to have a show on ESPN, um, but now he's on Fox, obviously. Um, maybe his name will come to me. Shannon Sharp? Not, not clearly. I know Uncle Shea. Um, Uncle the other Shea. black, the other black dude, <laughs> the other black dude on Fox, big, uh, bald head dude. He played football, but I can't think his name. He got the show with Emmanuel Acho. I know Emmanuel Acho. Um, oh my goodness, I can't think of that dude's name right now. But anyway, he said something mm-hmm. about the the situation about the Brian Flores situation, and I and I have to agree with him. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with him. He said you got to be. Uh, something his grandmother told him, and you know I love a good grandma story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, my grandma told me, whatever you do in life, you always got to pay attention to Mr. Mm. And he broke it down like this. Mr., two words. Again, it's a great acronym. M and R. Mr., merit, 
and relationships. Mm. He says, so in life, we always on the surface level want to put everything on merit. But he said, you can't do that when you're a leader. That's true. Sure. If you're a leader, it's great to have merit, right? It's great to have accomplishments, things that you can look at and say, yes, I did this. I did that. But how are you in building and developing relationships? And that's often overlooked because we're just so talking true. about this, right? Like if if I, if I'm a sycophant and and I can't have nothing but you know, yes men around me, am I gonna be a good leader? No. Yeah. I'm gonna have too many blind spots to effectively lead anybody. Yeah. Right, because I'm a, I'm a megalomaniac. Like I'm 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 an ego uh, centric person. That reminds me of Dame Dash. Boy, listen to me. Every time I hear this dude talk, he's spilling his guts. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Dame Dash is another prime example of that. And and he is he's super smart. And, he and, is. And, and, and like he is like he knows how to he knows how to create and run a business. He doesn't know how to lead it. Or he doesn't know how to work, he doesn't know how to deal with people. That's I would, his, I would agree. That's his issue. And so because of that, to me, that disqualifies him from being in, in an effective leader because he only could be around a bunch of yes men because you can't challenge Dame Dash. You can't, just like you can't challenge Kanye. You know, their egos is just not going to allow it. And anytime they respond, it goes back to what I always say, it's an emotional response. Man, listen to me. I heard, I seen a little clip with him. And, and, and to your point, what he was dropping was facts now. He was mm -hmm. dropping facts. So I did this, I did that, I put that person on, I put this on. I'm like, but yeah, you, you see the, the, the common denominator is, is you put these people on and then they soon pass you. Yeah. Like all these people he name dropped, they are on a different level. Yeah. Clearly on a different level. And I mean, you still... On, I'm sorry, but you still on podcasts on social media, running your mouth talking about who you put on. Yeah, you can't so, burn bridges like that, man. Nah, man. Nah, and, and, and you're right. His ego, to, and you could, and I actually felt bad for him. Yeah, nah, so do I. And I love Dame Dash. I actually I, felt I, bad. Oh, but listen, I used to hit the Dame Dash in the club all the time. Yeah. When but I would know, hit that, when I would hit that, give it to me. Give it, listen. I hit the move and everything. That move was cold, bro. It was. But you know what? That actually leads me to a question. Speaking yep. of Dame Dash and Kanye, let's do it with their with their egos. Do you think that you have to be an alpha male to be a leader? I don't like that term alpha male for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. um, because again, here here's here's why I get, here's why I don't like titles like that, right? Mm -hmm. Because people have their definition of what they think an alpha male is, mm -hmm. right? They have an archetype, they have an idea of what they think that is. But I'm like, if you look at nature. And I grew up watching nature. These dudes are not alpha males. They're not. They are betas. Mm. These guys are betas. Because alpha male doesn't have to raise his voice. That's true. Everybody know he the alpha. <laughs> now, you see that line walking through that pack. Do he go in there? Rawr! No. Nah, he ain't got to do that. He, he, he might give him a little... But you know what time as, it is, man. Come on, as soon as you see the, as soon as you see that man come across that plane, bro, it's a wrap. They, they mm -hmm. listen. They get out the way. Ain't don't nobody want no smoke. Nah. So I so the, so when people say mm -hmm. these things, that's such a great point, right? Like alpha male, 
Like, I, okay, I'm gonna give you a huge example. I just told this to my homie earlier today. It's funny that you bring that up. Uh, we were watching a clip of something, and he asked me my opinion. And I say, usually when people say they something, they're the, they're the exact opposite. I said again, and I even asked you this. I said I know a lot of wise people, and I've never heard one of them say I'm a wise person. Mm-hmm. I've never heard a wise person say I'm a wise person. Yeah. I've heard people call that person wise. Yeah. I've seen wisdom displayed, but I've never heard a wise person self-promote and say I'm a wise person. Yeah, and I said, and I said, I sent this to my boy. I said, social media got a lot of these folks thinking that the gurus and prophets. You true, usually, I so say, true. I say, if you know, like I know, usually you have to go seek out the prophet, like the monks, be off in the mountains in the woods somewhere, hidden from people. Mm-hmm. I said, but these people too much in the mix for me. How you gonna hear from God if you always running your mouth? So no, I can't. I can't say that he's an alpha male. I can't say Kanye is an alpha male. And they are, they are beta males with money. And that's why I asked that question because because some people have that perception that you got to be an alpha male because they look at the Kanye's, they look at Dame Dash, and they look at it's like, man, these guys are so smart, they're geniuses, and, and they, what they've and, created and led, and, and, and they, they look that. at that. And yeah. that's why and that's why I called him a creative genius. I'm not saying he's not a genius. Clearly, he is. But it doesn't make him a leader. Yeah, I because he 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 too emotional. And when because I look at things too, like you said, <laughs> and, and being in corporate America, like I did a lot of lot of training because I struggled with a lot of those issues too. Right, I came up, I had tons of insecurities, ton mm-hmm. of vulnerabilities, and things like that, and just just not being able to utilize my skill. And I'm gonna be real with you, Jeff. I got tired of taking those L's, brother, because mm-hmm. I knew. My reactions to the world and to the environment was not conducive of the progress that I was trying to make. Mm-hmm. I just kept taking too many L's. And then, you know, you reacting and all of this stuff. And once I got into the understanding of emotional intelligence and how to train and skill up around those, those areas, right? Self-awareness, mm-hmm. empathy, and all those other things. Then I was able to turn the tide really quickly. And win a lot of like they tell you, you know, you win more, you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar, yeah. right? And 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 when I hear Dame Dash talk vinegar, when I hear Kanye talk vinegar, yeah, 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 you talented, and I listen to the music, but outside of that, I don't feel that's bad it. for you, bro. But you know that's what makes you an effective leader, and, and the reason why I say it because you were able to, you said something that was that was very relatable not only to me, but I'm sure to, to whoever's listening, is that you took a lot of L's and you got tired of it, but you was able to take a step back and able to take those, what we, at that time, I'm assuming looking at those losses as lessons, and it was able to captivate off of that. And then that makes you relatable. And so that's what's going to make you want to be able to work behind you and work beside you and eventually put them in a position where they're able to lead themselves. Because you're relatable, it makes you that much more trustworthy because you're showing that vulnerability side that, exactly. that, that you have. It's easy to motivate somebody when they could align with your testimony. They can relate to it. Well, one of the things, one of the L's that I took that turned into a lesson is I stopped trying to pay people back and start learning to pay people forward. Mm. Right? Like I was, I had a very vengeful mindset and spirit. Mm. And when they tell you, 
you know, you hear two things, right? They tell you revenge is a dish best served cold, but they also say when you go when you go seek revenge, dig two graves. Yeah. Right? And so through my trying to pay people back, I often found myself buried in the grave alongside the other person. Yeah. And Lil Wayne had a line that said that, like, you, you do something to me and mine, you lose two lives, yours and mine. Yeah. Right? Um, so what I stopped doing was trying to pay people back, and I just started paying people forward. That's and powerful. sometimes paying people forward meaning paying folks no mind. There you go. And that's power. Yeah. Paying folks no mind. As they say, oh, though, uh, how does the saying go? And I always mess it up, so I hope I don't. Uh, because those that mind don't matter and those that matter don't mind. There you go. Right? So people, you got to realize and categorize people. Like, yeah, who's important? Who's not? What does this really matter? To what end? All of these questions are rhetorical questions that I ask myself before I take an action. Mm-hmm. Right before I take an action, and and like I said, um, yeah, through through that, uh, I'm gonna just drop some of these leadership skills for people to, to lean into, right? Because we said that, yeah, there are some natural. Even if you are blessed with natural leadership talent and ability, you still got to go train. Yeah, you still got to go train. Um. Self-development. Clearly, that's what I just stated. One of the things that I definitely embraced was self-development. Like, how can I improve on what this is? I think I'm perfect. I think I'm fine. But guess what? I'm not great. I'm not great. Greatness is fleeting. Mm-hmm. It's like the game of golf. And I used to be like that playing basketball. I would have one good day and then be chasing that high for the next week. Yeah. And I had one guy tell me one day, and I believe I did. I don't even think I scored. We were going to 12, and I don't think I scored. And he probably had all of their points. Uh-huh. And he goes, he's like, you sorry, you sorry, you sorry. You ain't had no points. You ain't had no points. I said, no, but I got the best point of all. I got the W, and you got the L. Now get your ass off the court. There you go. Before you, before you go home 0-2. <laughs> there you go. And I let him know. Because I'm not the one to be playing with like that. Because <laughs> you start talking that other stuff, mm-hmm. or we can get into that gangster stuff real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm from Sanford. Live weight make the best weight, baby. <laughs> I don't want to lift no weights today. I want to work with this live weight. <laughs> <laughs> like Bruce Lee told old boy, you hit the board, but the board don't hit back. Well, this board hit back. There you go. That's and a I fact. Let, and I let that man know. But self-development, team development, mm-hmm. right? That's another leadership skill. Yep. And that's what we're talking about, like with Kanye and, and, and Dame Dash and others, right? Like, who else are you? And Donald Trump definitely comes top of mind for, for me when I think about this. Like, who are you investing in? Who are you developing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I mean by paying it forward. So that's another skill set that I learned to develop over time, Jeff, is like, how can I be an asset to other people? Mm. Strategic thinking and acting, right? This is a big thing when like we're talking that. about corporate America and in life in general. Life is a strategy. That's why I'm telling people, stop taking life so seriously and start enjoying the ability to play the game. Man, that's so true. See, most people don't learn how to play to win because they're too busy playing not to lose. Ooh. 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 That should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> Man. <laughs> t-shirt so moment. T-shirt moment. That's a, that's a t-shirt moment right there. <laughs> Man, that's a quotable. I need to get a t-shirt and a hoodie. <laughs> and it's a snapback. Oh, my goodness. Man, I listen, man. I, I heard this line from the little brother. Uh, I think it, what was that album? 
I think it was the get back, and this came out way back in the day, like 06. Uh-huh. And the dude, Fonte, I love Fonte. If for those who don't know who Lil Brother is, Fonte a little brother, he's one of the most talented rappers in the game. Most definitely, man. So underrated. Super underrated. Dope so artists. underrated. But he said, every now and then you gotta ask yourself, do you really want to win or look good losing? Mm. It's a lot of good looking losers out there. Man, they are, man. You hear me, Jeff? It's a lot of good-looking losers out there in the world, man. Just go on social media and you'll see it. But t- t- tons of them. Tons man. of them. And that's what it's I'm saying. It's hardly too. And it is. It is. And that's, my, and that's, that's exactly my point. Are you really playing to win or do you want to just look good losing? I think people just want to look because they want to live for the moment. They want to live. Th- and, and, boy, that's the easiest way because you got four quarters in the game. Exactly. Like you, I, could, you could show out in the first quarter, but you got how about the second, third, and fourth quarter? And I tell my, I just told this to my cousin yesterday. No matter how hard you play, you can't put a quarter in the machine and get three more men. So you got to take care of that first round. Mm -hmm. Ethical practices and civic mindedness. Hmm. It's another leadership skill. Ethical practices. You just said this, right? You you were talking about ethics when you were talking about giving us your example. Yeah. of, Of leadership and innovation. I think that's where a lot of people lean into, especially with the creative minded and focused folks, um, is innovation. Yeah. Right? How can I take this thing and create something new? Mm-hmm. And Keep build people interested. A, exactly, exactly. And develop that to, to what I want it to be. 1,000%. I just even want to get this quick definition that I found. Leadership. Leadership is the ability of an individual or a group of individuals to influence and guide followers of other members of an organization. Right? Like, because I think that's really what it's about to me. Leaders producing future leaders. Yeah. Through the actions of, of listening, learning, empathy, empowering, accepting people for who they are, and giving them the tools so they can adapt to become who they need to be. And just that ability to direct and drive people in, in the direction and in that they should go laying out the blueprint for them come on man because mm-hmm. because a, a rising tide lifts all boats that's a fact and that's what i think about when i think of leadership yeah yeah because if, if you're not building other leaders and you're just a dictator in my opinion one thousand percent you just want that's how i look at it. you're leading in a with a dictate dictatorship mentality and you know what's crazy about that that you say that think about this too Dictators never could get out alive. I mean, none of us get out of this thing alive. But dictators, dictators always go out bad, don't they? Yeah, somebody, <laughs> so somebody's eventually is going to try to take him out. They they always go out bad, man. Think mm-hmm. about Muammar Gaddafi. Yep. Saddam Hussein. Mm-hmm. Osama bin Laden. Man, them them dudes went out pretty bad. They did. They did. It, it wasn't no. They died at the age of ninety five, natural causes, peacefully. Nah. Mm-mm. Somebody taking them out. Because somebody else wants to rule. Yeah. Somebody else wants to rule. Or people just get tired of taking those dictates. Yeah. They get tired of taking that. You know what I mean? Like, you ruling with an iron fist. Like, folks get tired of that, man. Off with your head. Can't leave with fear. Can't leave with fear. Yeah, I want to tell a quick story about leadership, man. I had this guy that worked for me um, years ago. And... He would come to me and he was like, yo, man, I really want to get into management and, you know, I want to just study under you and da-da-da-da-da. And I said, okay, cool. 
So I would give him little tasks and things to do. And every time I would go to him and say, hey, I got this thing for you. Um, I really could use your help. Get it off my desk. I'm just, you know, it's something managers do. Not, nothing that was, you know, going to cost me my job, but just something to give him some exposure. Mm-hmm. And he would always tell me, I'm, man, okay, I'm, I'm, right now I'm just so busy. I'm just so busy. I'm so busy. But in our one-on-ones, he would tell me he wants to be a manager. Mm. So long story short. We get to the annual, right? To his annual review. We talk and talk and go through everything. And at the end of it, he goes, oh, man, you know, I, I really thought we were going to be talking about, you know, a promotion for me to be in the manager because I've been really expressing how much I want to be a manager. I said, yeah, you've been expressing that the whole time. I said, but what were you doing about it? Mm. He's like, what are you talking about? I did this. I did that. And I whipped out my receipts, mm. the emails, because <laughs> I don't play around. <laughs> I had a little booklet. All of these emails. And he was here, like, let's here. have a conversation let's, about let's, this. Let, let's talk about it. Because mm. what can be measured can be improved. Thanks. So I said, okay, on this date, I asked you to take on this tag. Your response? I'm busy. On this date, I'm, I said, your response? I say, so let me get this straight. So you think you should be promoted just because you show up. I said, no, you get paid for that. You don't get promoted for that. There you go. You get paid to show up. Mm-hmm. You get promoted when you overachieve. There you go. You gotta show up and show out. You got to show up and show out. And 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 really not just show up and leave. And it shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it for the promotion. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't do it for the promotion. You should do it because it's the right thing to do. There you go. And I tell folks all the time, being a good person costs you nothing, but it benefits you everything. Yeah. Cost you nothing to be a good person. But man, the payout is so good. It's so great. It's so great. I'm sure that was a lesson learned for him. I hope so, man. I hope so. Because I he was smart, he was capable. But there was a thing that I learned, and we can talk about this in the next episode. And this was an older black man worked in corporate America. This man worked at corporate America. He worked at IBM back in the 60s. Okay. And he taught me this methodology called the PI model. Hmm. And the PI model is an acronym. So obviously I love it. <laughs> and it stands for PIE, right? So PI, P is performance. The I is for image. And the E is for exposure. Hmm. Now, if I were to ask you to break that into thirds, equaling 100%, what weight would you give each of those letters? How much would you put towards the P? How much would you put towards the I? And how much would you put towards the E? It's a real life question I'm asking you right now. So you said P is for breakdown accuracy. You said P is for P, what? Performance. P is performance. I is for image. I is for image. Your presentation, how you show up. Mm-hmm. And E is for exposure, your it's, reputation. Your reputation. Ooh. So performance is your work, your actual output, how much you do. If you were to break that up into three... Th- to to uh, thirds equaling 100%. 100%. So performance, image, and then you have the third one is... Um, so somebody would have to get 33.5, 33.5, and the other person could get 33 to equal 100%, if that's how you want to do it equally. Okay. I'm trying to think how I want to break this down. Percentage-wise. Oh, I like this question, though. Oh, man. They hit me with a good one, Chris. <laughs> now I, I like this though. I like this. This is this is good. This is good. I would say 
I would give performance. Yeah, I'm trying to think how I want, I want to. Well, I, 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 I'm thinking logically now, so like my brain is running on this. Clearly, okay. All right, I would say performance. I mm-hmm. would give. I would give forty percent on performance. Forty percent. I'm right then down. Okay, Jeff says. Okay, forty percent for the so, so that means we left with sixty percent, right? That's right. Okay. See, I I, I know my math. Um, I would say um, for image. I'm gonna give image. Actually, you know what? Give get um, performance thirty five percent. Thirty five. Thirty five percent. I'm gonna give. Um, I'm gonna give image. I'm gonna give the image. I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give that forty percent. Okay. And so that's what what is that? That's 75? That's right. Okay, and the remainder will be 25. 25. Yeah. You're absolutely wrong. Okay. And this is and this was shocking to me when I first heard it too. But what I'm gonna tell you, when I got when when I when I learned this, Jeff, this Mm -hmm. turned everything around for me at work. Okay. The actual percentages should be broken out by P should be 10%. Mm, Okay. I should be thirty percent. Okay. And E should be sixty percent. Mm. Okay. And I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah, I was gonna say break that down for me. We're gonna do this by logic. Okay. I just told that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Won't put his name out there. Mm-hmm. But I just told that guy. Do you think the company is going to benefit by promoting you if you're a top performer? I would say yeah. Now they, I, I, I was listen, listen to it now. Uh-huh. Now they're incentivized to keep you, but are they incentivized to promote you for being the top performer? To no. being the top performer because, no, because it, they expect you to do that. Not even that, right? I'm gonna tell you why. Because I was I'm a former manager. Mm-hmm. Say we making widgets at this job, right? Mm-hmm. And you the best widget maker on the line. Mm-hmm. You the best, meaning you you make the widgets the most, you make them the most, you're the most efficient, you got the least amount of mistakes and all that. What do I gain by taking you off the line and promoting you to manager? Mm. Unless you can teach other people how to make widgets just as efficient and fast as you. Because mm. that was a real life lesson for me. Because mm. I was so angry at this one job. You know, we'll go in with all these accolades and say, man, I got this, I got that. And I got... He said, let me be real with you. He said, I'm not in a position to promote you. He said, because if I take you off the line, my number's going to tank. Mm. So unless you can multiply and duplicate yourself or train and teach these other people how to do it just as quick and efficient as you do, then you're giving me something to work with. Mm. Right. And that's where you get taught, okay, you got to do the job before you get the job. Same thing I was trying to teach that young man. Mm, I like that. Right? Oof, I like so that. so a lot of people get frustrated in their current roles because they focus too much attention on the P. The performance. When you're already getting paid to perform. And let's be real. Most of us have eight hour jobs, forty hours a week. And how much of those, how much of that eight hours are we really working? Really working. That's a fact. 
if it's not a manual job. Not a hundred percent. I can't. I, I I don't work a manual job, and I can honestly tell you that. Yeah. So I, image, that definitely has changed now that everybody's mostly working from home and we on Zoom and stuff like that. Because remember, a large part of your annual budget went to work clothes. Yeah. How you present it, how you showed up, smell good, you know. Business casual, business attire. Business casual, business shoes, cologne. Haircuts and all of that. Haircuts, shaves, shape-ups, personal care products, all of that. Mm -hmm. Right? Because you want it to present well. Mm -hmm. Right? Deion Sanders, one of my favorite people of all time, had one of the best quotes behind this. Deion said, when you look good, you play good. He said, when you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you play good. When you play good, they pay good. There you go. Right? So there's some weight behind that image. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of good-looking losers, right? Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people who look the part. They can't play the part. I I call them chocolate bunnies. You you know why? Why? Because as soon as you bite in them, ain't nothing in them but (laughs) air. They hollow inside. Oh man, That's ain't no stuffing. I'm ain't no u- stuffing. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> the chocolate bunnies, you know the big old chocolate bunnies. Yeah, for Easter. Yep. You're like, man, I'm about to bite into this thing. It ain't nothing but a uh, uh, lining. <laughs> nothing, but, nothing but air. <laughs> nothing but air in there, man. <laughs> NBA, nothing but air. That's it. E, exposure. Exposure. I.e., your reputation. Mm-hmm. Now, what I call this the visual. I give this Jeff is the iceberg. You've seen that visual before. Mm-hmm. When you see the tip of the iceberg is what's outside of the water. Then you see the body of the iceberg. They say that's what took down the Titanic, right? Yeah. It was it was what was underneath. What you couldn't see. Mm-hmm. And this is why your reputation is important. Because your reputation is what they say about you when you're not in the room to speak for yourself. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's very true. It's what they say when they say, well... Your manager says, Jeff, what do the other managers think about Jeff? Mm-hmm. Are they going to vote for you? So that's what I say. Your reputation has to speak for you when you're not in a position to speak for yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing that everybody needs to focus on. So performance is important, but it's not as important as image. And images is important, but it's not as important as your reputation. Man, and, and you know, with, with you breaking it down that way, it 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 it, it, it goes back to who you just talking about, Kanye. That, that's why I'm bringing it up. Dame Dash. That's Donald why I'm bringing Trump. it up. That's why I'm bringing it up because they can perform. It, I was just about to say that, right? Because what did you just say? You said you gave their accolades. Yeah. When you hear them talking, that's all they're talking about are their accolades, their merits. Yeah. Their merits. What I've done. Yeah. But they tell you, but when you're getting promoted, you're not get you don't get promoted on your past performance. You get pr- promoted on your future potential. Yeah. You and I know this in corporate America. Mm-hmm. When these kids getting drafted out of high school, they getting drafted because they can play, but they also getting paid for their potential. Yeah. Who they have the ability to be. Yeah. Right. That's what they're banking on. So you kind of sort of like a lottery ticket. Yeah. Right. So you they're not gonna compensate you because they say, Oh, we paid you for past performance. You got paid last week. What you talking about? But you're gonna get promoted on future potential. 
Who can I become? How can I evolve? How can I adapt? So when I hear Kanye talking, when I hear Dane Dash talking and many of these other folks, they always, oh, I built the biggest building. Oh, I, I built, I, I, well, what did Jay-Z say? Okay, you say you made hope. Well, make another hope. Make another hope. He ain't done it yet. Exactly. Been been 20 years. <laughs> yeah. He's still over there with that cotton on it, hanging out the side of his mouth, looking <laughs> crazy, talking crazy. He ain't made um, another hope yet. You should have had about 15 of them by now. Yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. That illustration, that breakdown is is, 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 is amazing. And I think that people could really take that breakdown, that pie, and really utilize to not only evaluate themselves, um, but how how they can be an effective leader or even with their current job and their career, you know, how they can get promoted and get to that next level in their career. Listen to me, Jeff. When he taught it to me, when I heard it, I wrote it down. I imprinted it on my heart and it changed everything for me. That's a game changer. That It it was was a game game changer. changer. I'm telling you it was a game changer because what it did was it made me realign my focus and my attention. Not to say that my performance dropped off. No. But what I stopped doing was overworking myself. I stopped doing that. You started working smarter, not harder. I started working smarter, not harder. The most simplistic way to say that. Yeah. Exactly. If anything else was taken away from this conversation, (laughs) was that right there? I'm telling you. Man. Well, let's get the people out of here, man, on, you know, our conversation today. And and thank you for sharing that. Because... Definitely, that's what this is for. Like I said, iron sharpening iron. That's what it's about. And I want the young brothers to listen. When you're called to a greater purpose, don't run from it. Run towards it. Hmm. Because everything that you need to be great always lives on the other side of fear. So don't be safe. Be great. Oh, man. And I, and I just want to just add, be who you're supposed to be, not what society is, is telling who you should be. Facts. Do not be afraid who you're supposed to be. You got this. You got this. So, so let's 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 give the people a little bit of inspiration for the upcoming week, brother. We talked to them about leadership. So, what are we going to do to get these people to lead with love and compassion? I love it. Compassion. Show compassion to one another. Lead with compassion. Lead with compassion. Lead I love with it. grace. Lead with grace, man. Because when when I think the grace of you all. I'm thinking of our Lord and Savior, and I'm looking at what he has done, and he leads with grace. You know, God gives us so much grace, and he leads us with that. That's what an effective leader is. You can't get a great leader than that, than Almighty. So that's why I say lead with grace. Lead with you know passion, what's funny? Lead with you, love. You know, it's just funny when you said that, and I'm looking at these this, this acronym, and I see God all over that. Because God is a great listener. He is. He's he a is. great listener. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he shows so much empathy. Man, so much. And God, that, it, God can be direct, 
Oh no, he is direct. Man, he ain't no At, can be. He ain't no can be direct. He, he listen. He, 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 he he's direct. He, he want to drive too. I was about to say he simply said, "Let your yay be your yay and your nay be your nay." I don't think he could be any more direct than that. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> he told you a double-minded man is unstable. All he does, and if you're hot or cold, I'm gonna spew you out my mouth. So <laughs> I don't think there's no gray area in that. Yeah. I think you feel me. That that that's the four agreements right there. He is mm-hmm. gonna be impeccable with his word because it ain't mm-hmm. gonna return void, <laughs> but com- but complete. Yes. So yeah, I want to inspire the people. I want to challenge the people. That's what I'm all about in 2022. I want to challenge people, right? Because if it don't challenge you, it ain't gonna change you. Yeah. I'm not here to comfort nobody. I'm gonna tell you like my boy told me years ago. Boy, I ain't gonna be your pillow. I'll be your pillar, but I ain't gonna be your pillow. Nah. I stand up for you but you can't lay down on me, right? So I want to inspire the people, motivate the people, like I said, to lean in to their leadership because that's what we need right now. The rising tide is what lifts all boats, mm-hmm. right? So each one teach one because Jeff and I talked about that last week. We're here for that village mentality, yeah. right? We want everybody to be great in their own right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like I said, and you said it great too, Jeff. But I want everybody to lean into lean into that. You know what I mean? And like I said, lead with love. Y'all be great. Have a good one. Have a good one. One love.